1: What's up, y'all? It's Shanisha, and we're back for Real Talk Tuesday. So y'all know each and every Tuesdays, we drop fire, fire conversations, discussions with guests who are more than equipped with information to share with you guys. So um, this episode is no different from any other. You're going to be very well-educated Uh, empowered, uh, definitely armed with tools and resources of that nature to be able to support you and your growth and development and just you, just good good talk, good conversation, good listening. So our guest is going to discuss with us, again, like I said, some fire insight and details. I mean, we're discussing how DEI's intentions and AI realities are at odds and what can we do about it? Y'all know AI has been like literally taking over. I'm not sure if your organization is like plugging away AI and sending out announcements about AI and how can we incorporate AI into our plans and just things that we're doing for business. AI is taking over and our guest is going to dive into DEI in AI. So tune in, relax. If you're on your lunch breaks, in the car, at home, whatever you're doing, relax Tune into this conversation and prepare to just, you know, just good vibes and a good time. All right, y'all. Peace. This
2: podcast, Living Corporate, it's brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with the audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place on your terms. Let me tell you something, y'all might not know this, but Living Corporate, we started our whole journey on Squarespace. My website, zacharynun.com, it's on Squarespace. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it's fluid engine, the ability to create world-class templates and design. It's very intuitive, incredible. We have custom merch through our Squarespace. We have an incredible asset library so I can always mix it up, switch and swap. It's super dope. And the fact that you can host all types of content, video, audio, all types of media, you can put all in your Squarespace. I can't recommend it enough. If you wanna learn more about Squarespace, Check out Squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to Squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's Squarespace.com backslash corporate to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
1: What's up, y'all? It's Shanisha from Living Corporate, and we're back for Real Talk Tuesdays. And for Real Talk Tuesdays, we have a very special guest that'll be joining us today. But before I dive in to explain all this wonderful insight about our guest, i like to give you guys a title for today's show, right? So today we'll be discussing how the AI's intentions and AI realities are at odds, and what can we do about it? So we have someone that's gonna be able to share the information with us. Our guests created a nonprofit, DAE, to bridge the gap between corporate America and the realities of underserved communities, using education as a vehicle for social justice while nurturing underrepresented youth with non-cost tech programs and access to digital career and life skills. He also founded You of Next, is on the faculty in the University of New Haven's Graduate Psychology Department and has 25 plus years of advising corporate executives and entrepreneurs. His past clients include Pfizer, Facebook, HAI Group, Siemens, Novartis, Deutsche Bank, United Rentals, Yahoo, American Express, and many others. Let's just say we have someone here who's definitely certified and vetted to share with you guys a plethora of information, right? So let's welcome our guest, none other than AM Five. and welcome to the show.
3: Thank you. Appreciate uh, the invitation to be here. Looking forward to the conversation.
1: Yes, I'm excited to dive in so like, you have a lot of experience that I'm super excited to hear about. So this is me, I guess, like, you can say a little bit of the nerd in me. I want to know so much. But first, before we dive into those things, your bio is just only a small snapshot, which small and big, right? Because you've done a lot and very impactful work. But could you share with our listeners, like, who, who are you? Could you share with who is and
3: Oh, uh, interesting. And, and, you know, uh, who am I? I mean, my, 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 my fundamental self-conception is I'm an artist uh, from a young age. I've, I've used um, art and, and, and the, you know, kind of ontology of, of, of artist as a frame for how I approach the world and approach life. Uh, so, so fundamentally, I'm an artist. And what that means is that my job is to um, look beyond um, what is rational, logical, known, and proven, and to, in a rigorous and responsible and committed way, um, create something that's impossible uh, in the context of what is rational and logical and proven.
1: I like that. I love the word Smith, and how you put that together. I mean, it sounds so exceptional and so much very true. So with that, how did you come about with DAE? Like how did that come about? Where was that birth from? Um, just share with us a little bit more
0: about
3: the eight. Sure. Uh, I mean, at a, at a at a more practical level, around who I am. Um, so I I am I'm an immigrant to this com- uh, country as a, as a as a very young man, as a seven year old uh, with my mother. Uh, we were um, uh, what we now call undocumented. Uh, came from India. Um, the great uh, conservative icon, Ronald Reagan, gave us citizenship. I love saying that as a lifelong progressive. I, I just love that Ronnie gave us citizenship. Um, and after college, I went off and, and uh, yeah, I worked internal for, for a bit. I worked for one Cato Kato Johnson, I worked for Hachette, and then I worked for uh, GE Capital. And um, and then at GE Capital, at the ripe old age of you know 25 or so, I said, okay, I'm never working for anybody else again. Um, and I I'd launched a company with with a couple of other uh, uh, with a couple of colleagues partners. Uh, that was a consulting firm that uh, we grew to about a hundred uh, employees and then sold. Uh, and since then, I've had two other advisory firms. And so the advisors. So so this is all getting to your question. So the advisory firms are all focused on large scale change, innovation, basically doing in, in, impossible things, uh, industry level change, product line change, that sort of thing. Um, heavy in pharmaceutical, heavy in technology, fairly heavy in financial services across Europe, a little in Asia, certainly across North America. And so now this gets the answer to your question. In in, in the 25 years of doing that work, um, I met a lot of great people. I, I met very, very, very few people who kind of fit the mold of the kind of classic cliche, evil corporate, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, I just met human beings and with all the human flaws and, and, and the human, uh, gifts, Um, but in the vast majority of executive rooms, um, I almost never would meet somebody who knew what it was to be an immigrant. I almost never would meet anybody who knew what it was to ride their bicycle up and down Fairhaven, a little neighborhood in New Haven, Um, you know, as an 11-year-old, because uh, uh, your parents are still working their second job. Um, I, I just, they all came from, from a, a fairly narrow set of backgrounds and they all, for the most part, didn't look anything like me, you know, and, and yet again, good people trying to do the right thing for the most part, you know? And so about six years ago, I, um, sort of retired from that life and, um, decided to come back home to New Haven, Connecticut and open a, a school, um, to develop, you know, the, the, the phrase I had in my mind was humane technologists, uh, technology being, you know, the technologists being the architects of the next uh, several hundred uh, years. Um, we are currently building the infrastructure for the next several, several hundred years, and uh, it is software engineers and, and you know, that broad kind of general category of, of professional that, that, that's doing the work. And the idea was to uh, develop um, under uh, kids in underserved communities, public high schools, basically, with very, very, very deep technical skills that they certainly weren't getting in school, um, while also giving them uh, some of the change agent skills, innovation skills, personal, interpersonal effectiveness skills that we worked on with corporate executives for 25 years. And so developing individuals who had the technical chops to compete for any college admission or any job, but had the sort of personal grounding to be real change agents and to bring a real clarity about their values uh, to the workplace and to universities and more broadly to society. Long-winded answer to your question, but that, that that's
2: how DAE came about. Living Corporate is brought to you by Rosetta Stone, the most trusted language learning program. It's incredible. Okay, so first off, you didn't know, Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for over 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. They have fast language acquisition, meaning you're actually going to pick up the language because it's going to provide an immersive experience for you through their program. Speech recognition gives you a trainer for your accent. Convenient, right? You can use it on your computer. You can use it on your phone. Incredible value. Lifetime membership has all languages for any and all trips or language needs in life. That's lifetime access to 25 language courses Rosetta Stone's offers for 50% off. That's a steal, y'all. So don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a limited time, Living Corporate listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com backslash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life redeem your 50 percent off at
1: rosannastone.com backslash today today no that's that's a wonderful answer to your question to the question because as i'm thinking while you're speaking i'm like this is so forward like such a forward thought and it's like how how to give students or children unrepresented communities this opportunity like for that to come about it's just such a forward thought because there's so much that we lack so like I attended at HBCU right grew up in a, a not so part you know not really poverty stricken but a not flourishing type community right so mom working sure. jobs just to get things put on the table make sure that we never went without and that whole nine so there was a lot that took place there and right. to be able to be provided these types of skills, right? That even after college, many of us lack, I think it's right. very huge and it's placing the students so many years ahead of their time. Like this is super innovative. So I definitely shout out to you for, <laughs> for giving the students this opportunity. Like this is this is huge, that's really huge. So help us understand your quote of technology is not values neutral. What does that mean?
3: Sure. I mean, listen, a couple of simple examples I use, and at this point many people know these examples, but but, but I'll say them anyway. Um, you know, the first year you, know, you go to public bathrooms and, and uh, the, the uh, sinks now, for the most part, are all uh, um, uh, sensor-based, right? You put your hand mm-hmm. underneath and water just starts. Do you know that the first generation of those uh, and 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 many, if not possibly most, of the ones still installed, um, do not recognize your skin or mine. It has a real hard time. And if you're if you're a black or brown person listening to this, pay attention to how much longer it takes for water to come out of that sink for you. Uh, and then pay attention how long.
1: True, that is. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, never, but that is so true. You know, you try, try again, yep. try yep. again. I never. I would have never pay, thought.
3: It. Pay attention to how long it takes for a Caucasian person. It'll be the first try. Now, that's not anybody doing anything sinister. That mm-hmm. is simply the people who have worked on that technology uh, initially didn't occur to them to try it on diverse uh, 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 skin tones because there weren't nobody in the room who would raise that question. And so that's a piece of technology that you say that's a, just a, it's a neutral thing, right? Actually, no. That piece of technology is not values neutral. That piece of technology reinforces a racist system, not because anybody intended it, but because <laughs> there was a lack of, of 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 cognitive and then you know more basic forms of d- diversity in the room to question how are we testing this. Like that's one example. There are many others um, that I use. But but so all the technology we touch uh, inherently has some bias in it in terms of how it wants to be used who it wants to be used by, uh, what it does to the user. And if we don't pay attention to the values we embed our technologies with, particularly now as we are building digital technologies that branch out into every corner of our lives, if we're not paying attention, forget about anybody, again, doing anything intentionally evil, just not paying attention, we will build technologies that, that perpetuate things that we might agree we don't want to perpetuate.
1: Oh no, I'm learning a lot here and I'm like, not in my head. This is like, I'm being really educated at this point, And I really hope you guys are too, because this is totally outside of my zone of genius. So I'm learning a lot here, enroll me,
0: <laughs> my application
1: may be eight, enroll me. No, this is really good. So right now with technology and we've been hearing this like an ongoing conversation in the media, right about AI and how many organizations are adopting AI, are really pushing for us to use it. I mean, people are using AI now, it's like what, recreate photos of themselves, right? To look professional and the whole not to be dressed so. And you talked about bias and the values that are being incorporated. Not that it's intentional, but it is happening, right? Because no one's raising the question. Um, Let's talk about the relationship between DEI and AI. Let's start there first.
3: Yeah. Well, if you look at what AI is, right, so f- first off, um, there is general AI, general artificial intelligence, which doesn't exist yet. That would be artificial intelligence that, that, that mirrors a hu- the way a human being thinks. That doesn't exist on the planet yet. It will. It'll likely take, uh, you know, 20 or 30 years. Some people argue 10 years. Some people say 50. Some people say it'll never happen, that it's too complex. But the point is, today, general AI doesn't exist. What we have is uh, what's called narrow AI. So it's, it's artificial intelligence that's uh, useful for executing certain tasks. In the case of something like ChatGPT, executing a large variety of complex tasks, right? But still, it's designed to execute tasks. So what it is, is it, it, it's trained on existing knowledge and information. It cannot generate original thoughts. It can only put, it, it's like it has access to all the Lego pieces on the planet, And it could put those Lego pieces together however you want, but it can never think of a new Lego piece. So how a piece of AI is trained, i.e. the data set that that, that is the set of Legos it accesses, Lego pieces it accesses, shapes the response it gives you to whatever your inquiry may be. And so we know that the world's knowledge base... uh, uh, has a certain, you know, Western Eurocentric white male bias, right? Again, even if you take nefarious evil intent out of it, just by default, by the way we've, you know, kind of developed society in the last few hundred years, that's what it is. We emphasize Greek philosophers over sub-Saharan African philosophers uh, who, you know, maybe have marginal, uh, 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 you know, uh, uh, writings uh, that are available or over Tibetan thinkers or over, you know, that's what it is. And so if a piece of AI is trained, uh, um, if you're unclear on, a, on how a piece of AI is trained or what the data set is drawing from, you're unclear then on what biases it's bringing to the work you're having it do in the organization. And by its nature, it's not pushing for more diversity. It's reinforcing the mental models that you already have in place. So at a broad level, that's, that, that's a big concern around Diversity and AI usage.
1: So, how how are the two at odds? I'm, I'm hearing you say about you know organizations, you know, training as far as the AI and it reinforcing some of those things. But how are the two at odds?
3: Well, I, I mean, listen. Imagine that you hired. Let's uh, say so you're hiring a trainer, a human being for your organization. I mean, this is a genius old trainer. You know, graduated top of their class in. Some organizational psychology program, whatever that is, right? But their background is exactly what I said about my experience in corporate America. Their background is culturally very narrow, mm-hmm. right? They're a good person; they mean well, but their background is very, very culturally narrow. And now they're going to come in and 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 work on training initiatives for you, right? Organizational development initiatives. Inherently, in that scenario, we would say, "Oh, yeah, we got a concern that that, that we got to really, you know." Uh, there's potential for this person, in an unintended way, is going to create biased uh, solutions for us based on how narrow their their cultural context is. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what we have with AI. If AI is being trained on existing knowledge, existing frames of reference, existing models, and we know that those frames of reference and those models are do skew, you know, male, white, European, um, then using you know AI sort of in a in a in a, in a unrigorous way or an uncautious way is the equivalent of hiring somebody a super genius who has a very specific cultural bias and assuming they're going to give us um, you know diversity friendly uh, products and solutions
1: oh no, that's a very good way of breaking that down and i mean just like you said most of the trainers really that come to organizations may have uh, a lack thereof but not anything of intentional right right so how does AI benefit DEI intentions? Like, how can we take that narrow knowledge? Right? How can we broaden it to help benefit DEI intentions?
3: Well, I mean, listen, the, the AI that, that that's around now, for the most part, is, is in a certain way, it's dumb. It's like really fast. Mm-hmm. It's really um, Deep in the amount of data that it is able to process, interpret, etc., but it's dumb in the sense of it can't really ask meaningful questions. It relies on the quality of the questions that are fed to it. And so, if we're if we're going to use AI for any purpose, DEI or otherwise, the the leverage point becomes the ability we have to generate prompts. Um, you know, in essence, questions, but you know, prompts that um, as much as possible take into account potential biases and uh, keep reinviting uh, the, the the piece of software to examine its own assumptions. Though it won't actually be able to examine its own, own assumptions, it can at least provide you uh, some level of analyses of the assumptions maybe that are embedded uh, in the response it's giving you. Um, at a more practical level, though, like, listen, a- a- AI is just, um, AI is both overestimated and underestimated, I think. It's overestimated right now in terms of like, you know, it's, it's like, oh, my God, we're, we're, everything's different now because of AI. Well, no, it's a tool. It, it, it makes a whole bunch of things faster, simpler, et cetera. Yes. But yes. It, it's, you know, uh, what you're doing is still what you're doing to a great extent. It's underestimated in, on the longer horizon. In 10 years, um, we, got some, we got some real challenges if, if we're not preparing. So, you know, AI and DEI initiatives now, I, I mean, it's, it's uh, again, it's a tool like any other you'd use. Uh, you know, if you pick up any piece of software you pick up, any program you pick up that you're using in your organization, of course, you're vetting it for stability, reliability, validity. Um, you want to understand where it's used before. Et like that's, it's, it's like any other piece of technology. Um, and so how can it benefit? It can benefit in all the ways that, that, that a, uh, a really fast uh, uh, a left brain processing uh, piece of machinery can, can, can benefit you, right? Uh, take complex mm-hmm. tasks, do them quickly, take complex ideas, process them quickly, take complex data, process it quickly, et cetera. Long-term, though, um, the, the, the work for, you know, org development professionals uh, and, and organizational leadership in general is really to, to, to realize that regardless of profession, um, if it's not something you touch with your hands, and so most professions don't involve things you touch with your hands, uh, they involve things you touch with your mind, as it were. Uh, if a profession, uh, almost every profession in an organization what it knows how to do will be done much more efficiently by a machine. Uh, there's, a, there's a gaming company in Japan, and not a tiny little 10-person company, a, sub, 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 a lot, substantial uh, gaming company, that uh, this past spring, their CEO retired. I'm pausing for dramatic effect. Their CEO retired, and the board replaced the CEO with a piece of AI. That corporation has an AI at its helm, because if you think about what what is the job of a CEO or of any manager, it is to take a large, complex, often ambiguous set of data and dynamics about the marketplace, about the organization, about technology, about all these, and make the best possible decision about how the organization should deploy its resources. That's just a math problem in a certain way, Mm -hmm. right? Now, there are also components about you know, kind of influencing others and absol- all, all of that is there as well. But, but on, the, on the pure business side of the value, it's can you take all of this complex information, much of which is ambiguous, all of which is changing constantly, and make decisions about how resources should be deployed. If you put it that way, it kind of makes sense that, yeah, PCAI could, could, could do that faster and better because it can process mm-hmm. you know, a million times the amount of data that, that I could. And so, and there's a uh, uh, an insurance company that replaced its underwriters with AI. There's a uh, uh, AI lawyers that are available these days. Uh, State of California, I believe, certified an AI lawyer a few years back uh, for certain types of, of applications. And, and so, the point is, if you're if you're running an organization, if you're an OD in an organization, HR in an organization, you have to really get your head around the fact that the knowledge process. I'm sorry, the data processing. Deep expertise, knowledge, decision-making, database decision-making aspects of all of your employees' jobs, it's just a matter of time before there's a piece of tech that'll do it faster than they can and better than they can. And the work that you have is developing human beings who can ask good questions, rigorous, creative questions of these machines. In essence, a way to think about it, the way I talk about it is, soon... Every one of your employees will have their own company working for them. That piece of AI is in essence like a team of employees. There's a piece of software out there you can you can check out. Your your listeners can check out called Agent GPT. What Agent GPT is is um, if you have a GPT premium account, which is like twenty bucks a month, it's worth doing if you can swing it just to just to play with it. But Agent GPT, A G E N T GPT, um, you give it a task, and it spawns new AIs, and so we gave it, the first time we played with it, we gave it the very simple task of, we're opening a new uh, campus in Manhattan next year, Midtown Manhattan, Um, develop for us a 12-month pre-launch marketing strategy. It didn't answer that question. What it did is it took that question and broke it down into parts. It said, Um, the uh, uh, marketplace for after-school, high school, we we give it a little more detail. It's an after-school, high school program. It's technology. We give it a few, you know. So it it didn't answer the question. It first took one part of the question, after-school, high school programs in Manhattan, uh, accessible to public school students, and it launched an AI to go research that question. It took the idea of a marketing plan for an educational institution and launched another AI. In essence, it launched its own employees, and created a ad hoc organization around that problem. When when each of those AIs came back, they didn't come back to me. They came back to the root AI, and the root AI kept modifying the question, making the question more complex, making the, reframing, 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 reframing the way that a manager would running a team, uh, and and slowly started to build out the strategy by having subroutines that would ask questions uh, that would answer questions that it was asking based on uh, my initial question. Right? So my point is, every now, that's crude right now. It is uh, not reliable. I would not use it for anything serious. We're not going to use it for our marketing strategy because the <laughs> data sets aren't solid, you know, a lot of errors still. But in five years, certainly in 10 years, that kind of tool is going to be available to every one of your employees and the execution side of. But the ability to know whether the question, opened a campus in Manhattan, AI can't do that. It can't ask that question. It can't, from blank page, create a question that could have value. And so, for for organizations, I'm really long on this one. Sorry. Uh, no, so, it's so, okay.
1: This is good. This is good. It's, it's very detailed breakdown. So I think it helps color it in.
3: Yeah. So 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 for organization, I'll, I'll just wrap it up here. The 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 thing that 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 I you know kind of I, I don't I don't advise anymore, but I still have you know corporate relationships and. You know, the thing I, I, I would harp on and do harp on is, is to not, yes, certainly understand how you're using AI now, how it can create more efficiency, how can, et cetera. But the big thing is for the long term, the next five to 10 years, is to really understand how you fundamentally start rethinking um, the nature of what talent means for you uh, in, in all key disciplines and, and, and really bring it into who can uh, how can we develop people to ask much, much more interesting questions, uh, develop much, much more interesting prompts and now, to bring it back to diversity, it is an absolute reality that innovation only ever comes from outside of the system. It only ever comes from outside of the existing reality. So now, if you're looking for creative questions, diverse perspectives are where you're going to find creative questions, All right? The people who are in the system and know how the system works are going to ask the questions that they've always asked, maybe 10% better but somebody who is completely left field in their life experience, their perspective, their, all of it uh, are gonna ask questions that for your organization are groundbreaking and then powered by AI lead to you know new forms of value creation.
1: No, I think that's um, super one, thank you for co-learning, that wasn't long. <laughs> That was providing plan, clarity, and insight, which I think is tr- truly helpful in helping us understand and broaden our perspective, right? If we'll ha- what we understand AI to be, which may be a small lens view, but this is really detailed and I, I am definitely enjoying every bit of it. Um, you kind of already touched on an answer um, for what I wanted to ask you next. when you spoke about the value. So when we think about uh, our Black and Brown communities, uh, our Black and Brown folks that are working in corporate uh, or whatever organization that they're in, like how can they leverage AI within their organization? I think you kind of touched on it just a bit by saying having that diverse perspective, right? Especially if we're looking for five years down the line of what AI could look like. And are people being able to leverage that by asking those diverse questions and providing diverse perspective, but what else could they do to leverage AI?
3: What? So I'm sorry. Say that again. What, what else could they do to leverage AI? Yes. Um, I mean, interesting. Uh, you know, there 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 are, there are no end of of sort of tactical uh, applications out there. I mean, there are. Um, I'm going to say, I, I think I, I inferred that, that, that you're in, in, in training uh, of some sort, yes? hmm Yeah, so there, there's a, a couple of, of really solid pieces of uh, the products, basically, but they're AI-backed, that will allow you to create an avatar of yourself uh, that is very human-like, but then mm-hmm. also train it on your voice and be able to deliver curriculum. from you but not from you all right and so to be able to leverage your time as a training professional uh now it's a little spooky right it's a little sort of like you know um and and we're in the early days of it you know the 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 the, the visual image uh clearly is not you know you but but it's getting closer and closer every day uh and so you know the the these sort of productivity applications out there um Again, anything that is, that is task-based, um, there's an AI product you know, uh, out there or emerging that you can use to rapidly speed up um, processing or delivery of, of, that, you know, of that piece of work. And so if training delivery is your work, there's a product out there to help you do that much more quickly, much more efficiently, and do it in 50 places at once and still have it feel like a human experience, or at least uh, you know a human-ish experience right now. Um, I, you know, on the recruiting side, same thing. There's some really interesting AI-backed uh, uh, recruiting platforms. Um, so it, it's 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 sort of you know this thing is moving so quickly. It's sort of like asking you know how can a computer help you? Right? Like there, there's almost no application uh, at this point uh, that somebody isn't playing with uh, uh, making more efficient. Um, and more scalable through uh, some version of, of narrow AI uh, tool sets. But it, again, it's going to get really interesting in another whatever it is, five years, three years, ten years. Uh, the closer we get to general AI, um, it starts to get really, really, really interesting uh, uh, in, in terms of what we'll be able to do. And so, again, I think preparing for that is the bigger imperative for organization.
1: Oh no, that's good. That's really, really good. And speaking of interesting, you shared a lot of information today concerning AI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and about your wonderful school that you've uh, developed, DAE, and giving underrepresented students the opportunity to really be ahead of many of us (laughs) where we are currently, right? (laughs) So definitely shout out to you for that. But are there any, uh, maybe three key takeaways that you would like for our listeners to um, and take note of um, I mean listen
3: on on the broader topic of technology um, and and then you know applied certainly to AI specifically, I think one is to understand um, that this is not that to, to, what I said earlier to understand both that right now the hype is too big for what AI actually is, but for the five year horizon, the hype is too small. And so you don't need to panic now in terms of like, oh, my God, I need to catch up. But you do need to re- you have a window of opportunity to really get ready uh, for the actual transformation that's coming in a half a decade to a decade um, and 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 getting up to speed on, on just the technology is great. Uh, but more importantly, it's it's how do I use the technology? Um, that's the you know, kind of takeaway one. The second takeaway I would say is to understand that that. We are in the process very rapidly of building out digital infrastructure, and it will just so explode um, in parallel with this explosion of AI um, that if we're not paying attention to the assumption sets embedded in the AIs that we're building and using, if we're not questioning that, if we're not pushing policy around that, if we're not not pushing our organizations to really understand that AI is not a values-neutral tool, tool that there are biases embedded, etc., um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna perpetuate some things that we're really not uh, interested in perpetuating, um, and then the third thing I would say is that at least in my lifetime, and I think in everybody who's listening's lifetime, um, nothing uh, uh, in you know, uh, AI specifically uh, is going to be human-like. Uh, we have we have, you know we we may be the last generation of pure humans. Uh, before, before you know another species, in essence, emerges that is uh, equal to us or perhaps greater than us. Um, but we are um, uh, uh, purely human and will be for the rest of our lives. And uh, we got some really important decisions uh, that we need to keep making about um, what do we value uh, and what do we want to maintain about being human. Um, and, and and how are we gonna kind of keep fighting for that in the face of all of this cool progress that AI is gonna allow for
1: um, those those are very very good key takeaways very thoughtful very insightful and definitely gives us food for thought to think on right um are there any shout outs Shout outs
3: um, yes like what do you mean? Like Who two, 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 two I think, I mean, listen, I, you know, uh, I acknowledge our kids man. we, we have, we have, um, let's see, 270, we have about 350 students between our two campuses this year. Uh, wow. we're a, yeah, we're opening a new campus next year. We'll be at 500 to 550 by, by, by this time next year. Uh, and so I would, I, I would, I would, uh, shout out and acknowledge, um, you know, what, what, what we've always known, but, but, but every group of kid, uh, uh, reminds us of that um, there is nothing more powerful than a single human voice. There is nothing more beautiful than a single human voice. There's nothing more inspiring than a single human voice. Um, And um, so, yeah, I would shout out, uh, you know, 13-year-olds in in public schools in uh, areas that have been, you know, criminally neglected who still uh, are willing to claim their voice
1: and and declare uh, what they want to do with their voice in the world. Oh no, that's powerful. That's powerful. So shout out to DAE School and the students there. You guys are definitely on the right path to doing something so tremendously great within your community and just for the world as a whole. Um, I'm definitely uh, super proud of them. I haven't met another one yet, but from the side of this program and having you as their leader, I know. That success is the the only the only thing that's coming at the end of this right for them. So AM, thank you so much for joining us today. And um that's our show. Thank you for joining us on Living Corporate Podcasts. Be sure to follow AM by how can how can our listeners get in contact with you? How can they follow you?
3: Sure. I mean the website for the nonprofit is mydae.org, m y d a e.org, and then on all the socials. I am Absurd Wisdom, uh, and there is actually a podcast launching. Um, it, it is a non-podcast podcast. It is, it is actually just conversations. It's not like this. It's, it's, it's the same group of people in an ongoing conversation about what it is to be human in a digital world, uh, and that will launch in October. And again, that's Absurd Wisdom, uh, all one word.
1: Okay. So make sure you guys definitely tune in. You said October, correct? Launching October. October make sure you
3: Yeah, guys the podcast is over. Yep.
1: Yes. Tune in and make sure that you guys subscribe and just follow along in the conversation. I'm sure it will be more than interesting and you guys will benefit greatly. And also make sure you should follow us on Instagram at Live our Twitter, Or now formerly known as X (laughs) Living Corporate underscore pie. And subscribe to our newsletter through the www.liveincorporate.com website. If you have any questions you'd like for us to answer in the show, make sure you email it to us at the Living Corporate Podcast Gmail. This has been Shanisha and you have been listening to AM Bot. Peace. Okay, so that conversation with AM Bot was fire. I mean, he shared so much great insight, the wonderful things he's doing with his students, right? There he's educating them, preparing them for the future, this professional development. And I know if you guys haven't, I know I learned. I know we all have learned like really good gems from him concerning AI and DI. And just about technology and it's not values neutral. There's so much jam-packed into this conversation. And I hope you guys took away um, some really unique information and tailor it to you and what you're doing professionally so we can advance forward when it comes to DEI. All right, guys. Talk to you next Tuesday. Peace.